Greer Jackson has been at the Royal Academy of Engineering this week, where leaders in satellite and space technology have been getting together to discuss what's up there. I'm Martin Sweeting. Uh, I'm the uh, executive chairman of SSTL and chairman of the Surrey Space Centre. And when I looked you up on the internet, I have to admit, you have a number of letters after your name. So you've clearly done something quite amazing in terms of industry and space and satellites. Well, I mean, first of all, actually, I have to say that I have to own up to saying that I've, I've had a great deal of fun and the letters sort of came afterwards. They weren't, you know, they weren't the objective. <laughs> I wonder whether um, you can give me a brief history of, of satellites. Well, goodness, that's a, quite a tall order. I mean, over the years, very gradually, what's happened is that space started out primarily as a, as a military political initiative and then developed into a scientific and then a commercial. And of course, now space is pretty well deeply embedded in our everyday lives. You know, almost from the moment we wake up and switch on the radio or look at the TV and get a weather forecast, you're using space technology one way or the other. It's pretty remarkable, really. Yes, and it's almost, in, in a sense, it's almost one of the best-kept secrets because you know, one of my interesting uh, uh, chat lines, if you like, is to get into a taxi, ask the taxi driver, well, yeah, this is very interesting. You've got your little navigation system there. Do you know what it's based on? And uh, occasionally they know, but more often not. They say, well, no, I think it's coming from the mobile phone company or something. And, of course, sometimes bits of it does. But I said, do you realise, actually, you're receiving half a dozen transmissions directly from six or so military satellites, you know, 20,000 kilometres above your head. No, 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 no. They never think about it. So most people don't realise how dependent they are on space, which is good but also frightening. <laughs> and some of those vulnerabilities are, are fairly obvious. If a satellite fails, then you lose the service. But others are slightly you know, less obvious. One is solar activity. If we were to get a very large solar storm, that would affect satellite communications and timing and navigation and so on. And, of course, there, it is vulnerable to uh, you know, malicious cyber intrusions. And so if we do lose the benefits of space, we will feel it. Martin's concerns were echoed by the Director for Growth at the UK Space Agency, Catherine Mealing-Jones. I think some of the big challenges are ensuring cyber security and the security of our satellite systems. But I was keen to hear about how the satellite industry has been such a booming success despite the economic downturn. Yeah, I mean, it's been a spectacular success story. I mean, the sector's continued to grow at about 8.5% over the last few years, which has really bucked the trend of the economic downturn, which has been fantastic. But all in all, it's a really good success story. and I think it's set to continue that trend of growth. Why do you think it has been so successful? What makes it different from all the other industries? Uh, I think, I mean, we were talking earlier about its applicability to daily life, and I think there's something in there. Um, I think there's been some huge investments, for example, for us here in the UK at European level. We've got the Galileo Satellite Navigation Programme and the Copernicus Earth Observation Programme. So there's going to be a, a real wealth of new data and new technology available. Um, and then the other thing is here in the UK, we've just got a lot of people who've got the innovation and the know-how. The whole ecosystem around um, space and space infrastructure is really strong here in the UK. And I think that sets us fair for, for growth for you know, the foreseeable future, really. If the satellite industry is set to continue to grow like this, what can we expect in the foreseeable future? Professor Sir Martin Sweeting again. So I think what we'll see in the next five to ten years is a growth of lots of small satellites operating in constellations to give better 
communications coverage for internet users in remote regions to allow us to observe the Earth's surface much more frequently so we can observe you know, rapidly changing uh, phenomena, climates, agriculture and so on. But if we actually go a little bit further, if I may, for a minute into the sort of, I don't know, 20, 30 year time frame, I think it's inevitable that we will see uh, sustained human habitation on the moon. That's probably a good stepping stone for Mars. And what we will see is that we will need the same space infrastructure that we have on Earth placed around the moon and around for Mars. Martin Sweeting and before him Catherine Meeling-Jones ending that report by Greer Jackson.